Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch. Did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of a political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Prime Time with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary from Riyadh. This is indeed The Fetch, and you are indeed listening to Inside the Eye Live uh, Prime Time. Today's date is Thursday, February the 3rd, 2020, and a good Thursday afternoon. To early evening to all of you listening out there in the United States and Canada and a good uh, late Thursday to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones and of course wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets may all be well with you and yours. been actually a very hot day here in Riyadh. Temperatures hit 82 degrees under sunny skies and mild breezes and as you can expect the evening as well Turned out to be actually quite nice. It was in the 70s throughout most of the evening, at least out to about 11 o'clock. Temperatures did start to fall after that, though. We're down at 60 degrees at just after 2 o'clock in the morning. And we're going to be going down to still comfortable, though, 58 degrees in the hour before sunrise. And that's going to make for a setup for tomorrow, which is going to be another very warm day. We'll be around 83 tomorrow. So for us, sorry, guys, to those of you in the United States, we're having... Excuse me, a rather balmy, um, uh, I don't know, midwinter midwinter time period, I guess, you know, with, uh, I don't even know, Pakistani or what that darn groundhog is called over there. Uh, don't even know. I'll check out on Saturday's show. I'm just not going to bother with it today, but I don't know if it's saw its shadow or not. Anyways, weather is perhaps, perhaps a the single uh, big story, at least in the moment story in the United States today anyways, is a massive winter storm hit the United States with freezing rain and record-breaking snow today, driving almost 5,000 flight cancellations across the United States. That's That's a huge number. That follows something like 2,300 yesterday, so the airlines have been pretty, hit pretty hard the last couple days. Uh, United Airlines spokesman said, you know, we're doing our best to pre-cancel as many flights as possible, alerting customers right away so they can plan accordingly. Yeah, it looks like a huge storm, though, I'll tell you. I look at the satellite images today, just actually just before the show, and my goodness, it stretches from like Phoenix, something like that. I don't have the map in front of me, but it looked like something like Phoenix all the way out to the East Coast and like kind of a 
kind of a narrow band, you know, it's like a banded thing. It's but it looks like in a massive storm. So guys, I, I've gotten some messages. Even people uh emailing me and messaging me saying, you know, I'm living off my generator. We don't have lights, we don't have this, we don't have that. So uh I hear you. I'll tell you it was eighty three degrees today and uh it was very difficult to get through this warm day, <laughs> you know, comparison. Some of you are under ice storms, so you might see a very quiet chat room today because a lot of our colleagues in the in the listening audience there, if you want to call them that, they kind of like feel like colleagues because they do contribute in their own way. They are just maybe not going to be able to even get online. They may be without power and a whole bunch of other things. So if you see a very dead uh, chat room today, well, my hat's off to those who are weathering all right, I don't know, weathering the storm. I guess you could say weathering the storm. But anyways, guys, uh, my 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 wishes to you, stay safe and all that kind of fun stuff. And hopefully by Saturday or so, we're going to see a lessening of this storm. Looks like it's going to be pretty bad at least through tomorrow, Friday, and then on into Saturday. So hopefully things will start to brighten up for the, at least weather-wise. I hear it's like sub-freezing weather across huge sections of the United States today. And I'm sure, of course, for our friends up in Canada, the same is true equally. We did have kind of a confirmation of a kind of a cool weather event. And I'm a weather guy. I know some of you don't like the weather, but hey, it's the start of the show. So why not? Um, April 2020, there was a lightning bolt and it was stretched a record of 440 Point six miles to those of you on the kilometer scale that's 709 kilometers long and no that actually was the previous record so this one actually beat that it came in at 477.2 miles or 768 kilometers and that was confirmed by the world meteorological organization after a very long process of checking and validating all the satellite da- data So we now have a new record as far as the largest lightning bolt ever, which I guess you could call a mega flash, 477.2 miles or 768 kilometers in length. And as another oddity, um, the longest flash of lightning ever, 17.3 seconds. Wow, that's that would be kind of amazing, actually. And that took place also in 2020, and it beat the old record time of 16.7 seconds. I'm not exactly how they would actually go about doing the measuring of time. It's not like this is the Olympics or something, but hey. In fact, I heard the Olympics are going on. I don't really care. I honestly do not care about the Olympics anymore. I'm done with the Olympics completely. And I did hear, though, that the U.S. bobsled team has named their bobsled Biden. And the reason why they did that is because nobody has gone or sent America downhill faster than President FBJ. And because of that, they we have now a new sled, a new toboggan or whatever it's called. And it is called, I don't know if it's called FBJ, but I did see Biden. I don't know if that was a spoof story or not. It could be. But uh, it would make sense. You know, Biden sent America downhill pretty darn fast. And to have a bobsled in the Olympics named Biden just might be the ticket to actually win the gold. So we'll have to see if that actually is going to happen or if that actually did happen. That'd be kind of a fun story. 
I want to start this day off. Let's see if I got that story. I don't. Let me see if I can control V that. Yeah, no, I can't control V that. Uh, but anyways, I can't do that. Where is that story? Russia Today. Yeah, Media Wars. There it is. No, that's the lightning flash. Where's the Media Wars? I don't have the Media Wars story in front of me. That's not good. So basically what happened today is uh, uh, Russia Today, D-E-R-T-D-E, has been banned in Germany. So we do see some Media Wars starting to really heat up a bit around the world. So what happened is uh, Russia Today, uh Germany was canceled in Germany, so now the Russians are going to be canceling and uh, removing some Russian television stations, so that's going to be uh, a pretty interesting development there. I don't know if you've ever been around the media business in the world, but you know, to go into a country as a reporter, you have to actually declare yourself as a reporter. You have to declare your equipment. You have to have special visas. Oftentimes, you are then spied on and monitored. I remember going into Jordan many, many years ago. And, of course, I do the radio show. I also do corporate training and things of that nature. So I have a lot of video equipment, cameras, and things of that nature. And I went into Jordan, and I was actually held in security for about a half hour while the uh, Border Patrol people there, actually the uh, border security. I don't know if, what the, what agency that is. I think it's the Mukhavarat. Their intelligence services are manning those. But they uh, stopped me. They actually held me for half an hour in Jordan, uh, brought in a supervisor. It was all courteous and all, but they just said, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you here? And it took me about a half an hour to convince them that I actually had been staying in Jordan for about eight to ten years at the time and that I actually had an apartment there and I had bank accounts and all that were there. And uh, this is all just my hobby, man. It's just a hobby. I'm not here as a reporter. But I had that reporter look about me. So you have to be very, very careful when you travel around the world with what type of equipment you carry. Because if they actually see you as a reporter, there's a whole unique status given to the world of reporters. And believe me, I would not want to be seen as a reporter. That's why I don't try to speak to you in a way that makes it look like I'm getting really secret information and trying to reveal stories and things like that. I try to stick to what is essentially published stories in the approved media, but then, of course, I put my own spin on it simply because I don't want to be seen as a reporter. It's a very dangerous thing in many, many, many countries, and, of course, Saudi, you should consider that to be a dangerous thing, too, if they actually viewed you as a reporter. So, this whole thing about reporters, it's heating up. You know, we just saw the Jeff Zucker, I believe it is, a uh, retired. Uh, let's just say he he uh, resigned from CNN. So we see a lot of shakeups over at CNN. We've seen a lot of shakeups, I guess, uh, around other companies too, CNBC. Um, Rachel Maddow, I believe, is now she's going to be taken off. We just saw Whippy Goldberg get uh, put on suspension because she dared to question the Jewish narrative of their uh, basically bullshit, which they call the Holocaust, which they've basically been peddling for the last 60, 70 years as a way to extort not just uh, not just money, but, you know, some type of moral supremacy over the rest of us as if somehow we we and our fathers who fought to purportedly remove the Germans, the nasty Germans, are somehow equally guilty of everything that Jews want to declare us guilty of. So 
that'll be interesting to watch now what's going on in the media business. But at the same time, really, we are the media. Uh, you know, not just not, – obviously, we're not here, the media, the media. But the media is the alternative world where – where you guys come to to hear shows like this, if you're with a Joe Rogan or just some of the thousands and per, perhaps tens of thousands of people just putting up two-minute, four-minute, seven-minute clips, that is the media now. I don't know anybody really that would go to a CNN and get their news. I don't know too many people that would go to a CNBC and get their news. I just don't know. Obviously, I'm not there. But, I mean, I can't watch a CNN show here in the Middle East, CNN Middle East or whatever they even call the darn thing, or C- uh, what is it, BBC World News. I just can't watch it. It is actually unwatchable. The lies are palpable. The, 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 the misdirection and deflection and the projection is so disgusting. It actually makes me kind of nauseated. And I guess... Being the media, you know, as you guys come in and listen to shows like this and, and try to get new information and uh, just hear different twists or spins on different events going on in the world today, you know, what we have noticed is that Jewish media, like they just did to RTDE, Jewish media around the world does what? They want to go around and they want to censor everybody. They don't want you to have a voice. They don't want you to have an ear. And, of course, censorship is a crime against everybody because if you are not allowed to get information, how can you make an informed decision? And since was it the domain of essentially a pack of rabid supremacist Jews uh, to establish for the rest of us what we should and should not be able to hear, what we should and should not be able to to listen to or to research, etc. But Jews really have taken it upon themselves to be the arbiters of reality. And it's not like people don't notice. It's just people don't want to really talk about it. It is gaining some favor. It is getting, I guess, some traction to be able to want to talk about it. But for the most part, people really just don't want to talk about it. I'm not sure exactly why that is, to be honest with you. But one of the things we've noticed is that in America today, it is easier for you to criticize the United States. And you can do anything you want to try to bring down the United States, and that's perfectly perfectly acceptable. But have you ever thought how dangerous it is to take on this mafia mentality of the Jewish people? I I want to show you something, and 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 because I want to show you something, and 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 because I I, I know what you're thinking, I I know what you're probably thinking right now. You're thinking, oh sure, Rick Sanchez, of course. What you're probably talking about is one of those obscure state laws, like the one they have in Alaska that says if you accidentally kill a moose, you have to eat it. That's actually a law in Alaska, by the way. There's one in Georgia that says it's illegal to sleep on a boat for more than 30 days. True. No, we're not talking about an obscure law. What we're talking about is uh, an Israeli loyalty oath law that is becoming so common in the United States, it's now pervasive. Take a look at the map. You see the red states? See all of those red states? 26 states have enacted this uh, loyalty oath legislation. 
And let me show you the other one, the, the, the navy blue ones, the blue ones you see there. That's where the, this law is now pending. So 26 acted on, passed, 13 pending, only 11 states, the light blue ones you see there, the baby blue or the light blue, those are the ones where you can boycott Israel and, you know, criticize Israel if you want. Again, look, it bears repeating. There is no such law keeping you from denouncing or boycotting the United States of America or even advocating causes that harm the U.S. economically. But there are laws from doing that against Israel. Curious. Yeah, and so there are... There are these laws, okay? Actually, there's only about seven states without any pending legislation or actual legislation that would allow you to criticize the state of Israel. Now, why is this kind of important today? And really, it boils down to this. Who are you not allowed to criticize? Who is keeping you from basically going out there and just allowing the public to hear what you have to say? Well, it's people associated with the state of Israel. It is people associated with Jewish pharmaceutical companies. It is people associated with Jewish FDA operatives, Jewish CDC operatives. It is those associated with essentially Jewish-owned media. So when it all really boils down to, or what this all really boils down to, is the agenda that is clearly in open view now to silence you is coming from the Jewish political bloc, the Jewish people. I mean, I don't know how you want to describe it. That's up to you. But clearly, it is a Jewish element. That is where this is all coming from. And it all stems from this idea that you cannot talk about the, the, the one global path sacred calf of what? Some stupid idea, and it is stupid, that some six million people were killed, Jews were killed in Germany in 1942 to 1945. Listen, I know Jews are not the brightest people on the planet. I get that. I understand that they're they're behind things like Common Core. They're behind things like cultural Marxism. They're behind things like critical race theory. I get all that, that they're not the brightest people on the planet. They are some of the most destructive people on the planet, though. They're trying to destroy culture, education. You know, I saw today, there's a school district in California. They're going to try to remove now all of the digital clocks on their campus. Why? Because the kids can't read them anymore. And I'm like, you know... If we weren't relying on Jews to educate our children, maybe they would know how to read them again. How is it that you're basically admitting that, the, that, that what we call teachers in America today are so incompetent, so stupid, so enamored with critical race theory and, and pushing transgenderism and pushing pedophilia and pushing LGBTQ agendas that they don't even have the basic skills to teach a child how to read a digital clock. That's how bad it has gotten under a Jewish-controlled Bolshevik government that we have in America today. 
And you have to ask yourself, am I allowed to say a Jewish Bolshevik government in America today? Hell, it's only like all the top officials are Jews. Like that's okay. What is it? A, a Chinese one? No, it's Jews. Did Chinese help buy these people? Yeah, maybe. But Jews are then telling us they're sellouts. So just go to the highest bid. So why is it that Jews want to silence us? Why is it that Jews seem it is so important to control their narrative? Well, because they live a lie. There's an old poem, and I don't normally read poetry, but I'm going to do that today. It's called One Basic Truth. And one basic truth can be used as a foundation for a mountain of lies. And if we dig down deep enough into that mountain of lies and bring out that truth to set it on top of the mountain of lies, the entire mountain of lies will crumble under the weight of that one truth. And there is nothing more devastating to a structure of lies than the revelation of the truth upon which the structure of lies was built because the shock waves of the revelation of the truth reverberate and continue to reverberate throughout the earth for generations to follow, awakening even those who didn't want to hear the truth. <laughs> I don't even know where the fall lies. There's the following. Those who had no desire to be awakened to the truth. There, that's okay. I screwed up the final. But that's the whole point here, guys. The point to the censorship is because when we speak simple, basic truths to this demonic, satanic, Talmudic tower, power base, those truths will reverberate well into the future. And as time collapses, the reverberation becomes sharper and sharper and it awakens people faster and faster and faster. And we are in this period today where the battle between a supreme evil, rooted as it is, in Bolshevism, wherein we recognize, as do the rabbis, that Judaism is Bolshevism. Uh, that evil, that Talmudic supreme evil, really is at war with humanity itself. And when you think about it, when you are so intent on imposing an mRNA genetic manipulation of humanity, what you are admitting to us as the medical establishment of this world, as those who are following the diktats of Jewish pharmaceutical companies, what you are admitting to us is that you have full intention of literally eradicating the human race. You are intent on playing God. You are intent on toying with nature. You are intent on creating something that, frankly, you are responsible for creating within this Frankenstein world of allopathic mRNA medicine. And that's where we're at today. And it's 
Now, what do we do about it? They talk to us about the Great Reset. They talk to us about, I guess, shutting everything. Well, not, not just shutting everything down, but they did talk about, let's say, the Great Reset and, you know, the Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030, and all of these various agendas that essentially have at its core the reduction or the removal of human activity and even humans themselves. So where are you as a people going to stand? That's where we're at today. We look at what's going on up in Canada. We see what's going on all over the world. But how do we move forward with the momentum we have today Seeing how the basic truths have been pulled out. We have been pouring truths onto this mountain of lies. And everywhere we see an awakening across this great world of ours. It is time for us to recognize that the time to take the battle back to this evil empire is today. It's the fetch inside the eye line. Prime time. All right, everybody, welcome back. Happy Thursday to you. I know it's freezing where you guys are at, but anyways, good Thursday afternoon. Uh, it's inside the Ally Prime Time again, February the third, I guess it is, two thousand and twenty-two. It is listener sponsored and supported, of course. I heard the bumper there. You know, hey, you know, we should have advertising. We should probably actually do that. I should probably go get some advertisers. Why not? It's a good show. We know a lot of you guys listen. In fact, I was expecting, I was expecting the uh, chat room to be kind of quiet today. That's actually not so. It's uh, humming along rather good. And we have really an audience, guys. You guys in the chat room are just one. Uh, you're just part of the, the larger picture, as you know. And, and we literally have people from all over the world inside that chat room. So it's kind of cool. We got people from Kami, California, to southern parts of the United States, on up into Canada, and then all the way down into Australia. I know from time to time we have Germany, the UK, Scotland. We have a really cool uh, list of people there, and a lot of them contribute. And of course, I didn't mean to leave any of you out. Uh, I recognize virtually all of you there, even the Anons out there. GF, GW Hegel, I think it is, or something like that. Don't don't tell me. Don't. I'm sorry if I got you wrong there, I'm gonna, but I'm going to call you out. He's saying, hey, look, Fetch, I love your rants. And what's funny is I got someone locally here that really likes my show a lot, and and uh, she's she is in the medical business, and she was saying basically the same thing to me today. Uh, you know what? Stay calm tonight. Don't get yourself too worked up. We don't need you to have stress. Keep your blood pressure down. I'm like, you know, that's just the show, man. I got to like kind of get into my, my mood there and just kind of let it go sometimes. But uh, I've been instructed now from two people today. Just don't blow a fuse, basically. So we'll try not to do that. Uh, let's see, let's kind of go first off over on into Canada. And of course, to me, the, the, that's probably one of the biggest stories going on, uh, at the moment is Canada. And you had Trudeau speaking about the truckers this week, uh, as actually last week as they started to pull in the small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are, uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing. 
do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Now, I don't know about you, but did that sound like it just smells like Jew all over it? Seriously? Doesn't that sound like something we would get from the ADL or the SPLC or some idiot out there from the Jewish community pushing the Holocaust? This guy doesn't represent our views. You ever hear that? That's the same phrase we'll hear when somebody has some type of comments that just go against Jews in a narrative. Oh, this doesn't represent our community. No, this is the, 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 the guy wearing the... The Confederate flag around his shoulders. This doesn't represent our school and our royal. It smells so freaking Jewish. Give me a freaking break, dude. And then they talk about the fringe elements. Now, I don't know about you, but I watched as the truckers were rolling last week. And I'll tell you, it was actually kind of phenomenal. The amount of Canadians that came out to support this thing. And this guy wants to talk about the fringe. But isn't that typical of the gaslighting we get from the Jewish community? You know the Holocaust is a bunch of fraud, right? You know it's, a, it's one of the dumbest stories you've ever heard. If you look at what really happened in history, it's a stupid story. Yet if you don't buy into it, you're like a fringe. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're part of the fringe. No, we're part of the common sense part of the world, man. And there were far more legion than you want to make it out to be. But no, you want to try to jail everybody and silence everybody. That is so Bolshevik. And then how is it that it's always Jews who are doing the Bolshevik actions? The fact of the matter is, guys, we are under attack. And it's global. Even in Saudi, you know, Saudi has something called Nizaha. Nizaha actually does a good job. And what Nizaha does is roots out the legacy corruption inside the kingdom. And the legacy corruption here, you heard a little bit about it when you know, basically Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince, took away some 460 of the top elites here in the country and basically locked them up in the Ritz-Carlton. I've only visited that place once, by the way, and fortunately it wasn't under those circumstances. This type of corruption needed to be rooted out. Otherwise, the country could not grow, especially if it wanted to implement its Agenda 2030, which is actually to provide for the Saudi people to have the Saudi youth be able to participate in their own society rather than always waiting around for the government handout or their, for their fathers to die. So Nazaha is like a very powerful anti-corruption uh, organization here. And they sent out basically a blanket. They always do. They send out these blanket announcements. And if you have anything to report, you know, go ahead and snitch to us. We'll look into it. And they had a recent, uh, let's just say, uh, broadcast, you know, uh, saying if you know anything fraudulent within the medical industry. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. If if that's what they're asking, and people are coming, Dennis, did you see this? I got this from Nazaha. I got this. I, okay, that's a great opportunity, guys. Why don't you just go ahead and start reporting the medical health officials who are behind the PCR test, you know it's a fraud. How about 
all of the forced mandates to get vaccinated. You know that's dangerous and a fraud. Hell, half the people we know are sick now. I said, you know all of this is a fraud. Why don't you start reporting all the fraud? Why don't you report about how wearing a mask doesn't work and how this is basically a fraud? And then, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. No way, we can't do that. I'm like, you know, it's a perfect opportunity. They invited you to go ahead and report what you believe to be fraud. Why don't you report it? You can be innocent. You believe it's fraud. You are a sovereign, well, kind of sovereign citizen here. And, and why not? You can, you can listen, you want to make your country better. Nazaha is there to make and fight the corruption. This is the biggest corruption story currently on the entire planet. There is no bigger corruption than this. If Nazaha really wants to prove themselves from a peer tactical point of view, hell, they would take on this fraud. And it was like, no, 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 they want to kill us. You know, that's, just, that's, what actually, that's actually what people believe. They believe, a lot of people believe now that the medical industry here wants to exterminate the Saudi people. Okay, Nazaha, that's a, there's your story. Your own people think you're trying, to, you're trying to exterminate them, and that includes you guys in the Zaha, because everybody is in the same shoes. And they're like, oh, no, no, that goes all the way to Prince Sultan, or that goes all the way to the royal family. We, if we say that, we're going to disappear. Okay, fine. So Saudi's lost. So where do the protests go? It's going to be in our Western world. It's going to be in Canada. It's going to be in the United States. It's going to be in, in London. It's going to be literally wherever you find Europeans. This level of corruption or this level of fighting corruption, normally it's we Europeans, those of us of European stock who stand up and do something, who do fight back against it. We're not so much afraid of it. We understand there's risks. We understand there is a danger to doing what we do. But I can assure you, to those of you who are new to this show, we have people who have been guests on this show who get rounded up by the police and are currently in jail today. All right? We've had guests or, or let's say listeners, prominent, who have lost their businesses who have had the Jewish people go after them or Jewish groups go after them. This audience is very, very, very familiar with going to war against this enemy that is an enemy of everybody, not just, not just me or you, but everybody. Remember, the mRNA, as designed, is creating a hybrid human. It's modifying the DNA. Even America's defense establishment is recognizing that what is happening here is pharma is creating a subspecies of humans, which means they are eradicating humanity. Now, you want to talk about corruption? Since when does an official working in a health ministry somewhere, get off just basically agreeing to modify the entire country's genetic stock. And you don't think that's a story to go after? No, you want to do oh, this little, you want to go after the small fry stuff? 
When the big battle is like the big battle, and all you want to do is focus on, I don't know, is that penny on the heads or the tails? As if somehow the value is going to change, you know. It's going to be the same penny at the end of the day, no matter how you attack it. It's no big deal. It's not going to mean anything in the big structure of everything. If you want to really play the game and fight in the game, you've got to go after the big structure. To me, you know, I watch what's going on in Canada, and I see the people respond. I see the emotion coming from the people themselves. And I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, you know, this is actually quite a phenomenal um, event. I've already seen the various stories coming out about how, oh, this is, you know, not as it appears and there's some dark money financing this. And you know what? There may be a lot of dark money and there may be some really good money. But the whole truth of the matter is, is that you can't put this thing away anymore. The people, I don't care how much you think you're controlling your opposition, you ain't going back to normal. You're not, it's just not going to happen. And what happens a lot is that people who have something to fight for, a cause, will generally be far more effective than those who have no cause whatsoever. And guess what? The Trudeaus of the world, they're not fighting for anything really of value to them. They're there. They're actors. There's a lot of actresses. They're just there to do what? to impose an agenda and they get rewarded for it. But there is not something deep within their spirit that they're fighting for. They're not fighting for the children. They don't even have children. Most of this is tranny or tyranny run business here because it is business. Government is mafia business generally. So there's nothing they're going to do to really fight for their values if they actually have to fight. And, of course, the movement to take this down has taken on the aura of totally 100% nonviolence. Is it all nonviolence? No, of course not. The government reserves the right to commit as many acts of violence as it deems fit to impose its agenda. Is there nonviolence behind the scenes? Absolutely not. But in theory... In theory, there is something called the rule of law. And if you take someone like a Trudeau who likes to talk a lot about, quote-unquote, the rule of law and how somehow we're not following the rule of law and they are, well, gee, I, I guess we have another thing coming. I don't trust these politicians, and of course none of you do either. But the idea that they're somehow following the rule of law is an absolute absurdity. The- small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been... Now, who is this clown to actually make such a stupid statement? Seriously. What what an idiot. Seriously, what a freaking moron. How is this guy even in a position of power? How is he how did he how did how do these idiots even get there? And somehow why does he think that after all the carnage and damage he has done to the Canadian people that he does not indeed actually deserve the same fate as let's say 
a Gaddafi or a Mussolini. Because you know damn well he ain't going to go shoot himself in some bunker somewhere. This guy is the ultimate coward, yet he appears to me to be nothing but a spokesperson for a hidden hand. And that hidden hand, we all know, goes right back to your bankers, to your Jewish communities, to your rabbis, to those who are traitors to the West. That's who this guy represents. He has nothing of value to offer any of us. Two years of nonsense from this guy. And now he wants to talk about how everybody is, quote, unquote, on the fringe. Is he okay? I don't think so. This guy, quite frankly, is basically a scumbag. For the provincial vaccine passports to make sure that when someone comes into a restaurant, they'll know they won't be sitting beside a table of people who are unvaccinated. When you go into a gym, when you go to a movie theater, you need to know that if you've done the right things, you get to be safe. You get to be rewarded for having done the right things. That's what it's all about. And those people who still hesitate, who still resist, well, they won't get to enjoy the same things that those who've done their part for others. It seems like a very logical thing. It seems like a very obvious thing. And again, can you imagine that people bought into this narrative? You know, I saw an interesting story, and it was about those who are angry now that the vaccine passports are ending, the COVID restrictions are ending. They never should have been put in place to begin with. But I know Denmark is canceling theirs now. We have 10 countries around the world that basically have either canceled or are pretty much finalized and are going to be canceling. That's 10 countries so far, Denmark being the latest. And what's funny is the snowflakes, those who really bought in to the clown world that is a Justin Trudeau. They only bought into it because of selfishness. Think about it. We're dealing with prima donna selfish people. And why did they buy into it? Because they saw themselves as getting something that normal, healthy human beings, which we've always enjoyed for thousands upon thousands of years, are going to be denied because some Jewish pharmaceutical company said that from here on forward, healthy human beings are no longer permitted to live on planet Earth. That is the Jewish mandate here. And all of these selfish, pathetic, beta lowlifes jumped onto this gravy train of, oh boy, I get to do something that my superiors, because let's face it, they're betas. They're not even betas. They're gammas. They're deltas. They're, they're omicrons themselves. They're morons. And they did it because they saw it as the ticket to be able to hold a moral supremacy over basically regular, working, normal, healthy human beings. And with their new vaccinated status, they were like the gods over basic, normal, healthy human beings. And they're not angry because they got lied to. A lot of them aren't angry because their health is deteriorating. A lot of them aren't angry about the fact that they were conned. The fact that they bought into a false story and now they realize they're just stupid morons. 
They're angry because they're losing their privileges and status that they enjoyed as being morally and socially superior to basically standard, healthy, normal human beings. And that's really what's happening here. So many of these selfish, beta, gamma, delta, omicron morons only did this as a way to gain in their own little tiny pea-brained world some level of supremacy over somebody else. Oh, gosh. They could never accomplish in their normal everyday lives. And you know what's sad about these type of people? They will gladly walk into tyranny if they can basically become the head capo and they can punish anybody they want because, oh, they're being treated a little bit better than, let's say, the resistant one, the one that doesn't want to simply comply all the time. They're nothing better, seriously. The vaccinated who take this mentality are nothing better than the capos in various prison camps who want to punish those who do not obey the authorities. And at what point do you see these scumbag people who were basically following in the footsteps of a Trudeau and a Gates and a Fauci and a Walensky, just name all the Jews that you want, right? We can throw in Gavin Newsom, I guess. I don't think he's Jewish, but throw him in. But think about it. That, that's the truth of what was happening here. They were only in it for themselves. And the entire time they kept projecting onto us about how, oh, we're just so selfish. You know, there's a, a little bit of hope at the end. And it's not there yet, and I swear we have to go on the counteroffensive, and people are. They really are, and I'm very happy to see that. One of those is, well, the hope, the, the ray of light is, let's say, tourism. We're seeing tourism maybe is going to start opening up again by the middle of this month. I know the Philippines is supposed to open. Bali is supposed to open. Indonesia, and I believe Thailand, it's, Thailand's a basket case. If you want to go to Thailand, go, go ahead. But I don't, I, I believe one other, but I know it's going to open up somewhere in Southeast Asia. I have friends very close to the Manny Pacquiao campaign in the Philippines, and they said, Dennis, we hope, we hope that this thing is going to start winding up somewhere around mid-March. Now, the fact that everybody is opening up at the same time and doing what they're doing, again, it hints to corruption, collusion at the highest levels. They're all like all following the same game plan, but also I think there's a response because the people are no longer buying into what is essentially Jewish bullshit, shoveled into everybody's throats by a Jewish media, and then forced into everybody's arms by Jewish companies. Why people don't see that this is entirely a Jewish operation from head to toe, I, I don't know. To me, it is so obvious but the fact of the matter is people are still pushing back against it. Even in the Philippines, apparently, 
you have some medical professionals trying to recollect all of their vaccine cards. Why? Because when you got your vaccine in the Philippines, the doctors put a nice stamp and said, I did this. I vaccinated this person. Well, guess what? This ain't going to be over easy because they're killing people. And that means that all of these doctors and all of these nurses have literal physical proof of their complicity in trying to commit or in actually committing severe bodily harm, assault by basically malpractice and medical procedures, and guess what? Mass murder. So what are they doing now? They're going out and about trying to collect up all these cards. Push the offensive, folks. Push it wherever you can. It's the fetch inside the LA prime time back right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the fetch uh, Thursday afternoon, man. Prime time. I don't know who that guy is. You know, I don't follow us media all that much, but there's somebody that's like in the pro Trump side and he called this show something prime time. I'm like, yeah, I bet you you're like Bongino. You hear you, you've been listening to a little bit of the fetch yourself, man. So, uh, I'm not sure. What is that guy's show? I forget his name, man. He's not important that, to me. You know what? I, I I used to play guitar, guys. It's funny how a lot of us in this media business, and it is a media business, even if we don't make money at it, it's still a business. You know what I mean? And and we have a job to do, and we come in, and we do the best we can, and we research, and we, we treat it with some integrity and sincerity, frankly. And so I remember... I don't know why, by the way, but a lot of us play musical instruments. That's really the point here. And either we played the musical instruments or we were involved in the musical industry somehow. So, you know, we've always had something about entertaining, something like that. So I remember I had a teacher in his name. I don't want to say his name, but he used to play for Eddie Money. If you remember Eddie Money, the act, uh, two tickets to paradise, something like that. But he was a uh, he was a uh, on the band that traveled for a few years with Eddie Money, and of course, I think Eddie Money passed away quite some years ago. So I remember asking my teacher one day. I said, "Hey, Tommy, I'll say his name, Tommy. Did you do you ever listen to this guy? I was a Jethro Tull guy, right? So I do you ever listen to Ian Anderson, man? I was like, I love Ian Anderson. That's why I picked up the guitar. I wanted to play like this guy." And he said, man, he said, Dennis, no. He said, uh, he doesn't listen to me. I don't listen to him. And you know, that's funny. That's kind of how I was for like decades after that. I, I was learning in the 80s. And for decades upon decades upon decades, I never had any influence from anybody. Like I wouldn't listen to anybody in the alternative media. I didn't start listening till about really the first two, three months leading up to the 2020 election. I didn't bother with anybody in the radio business, anybody in the alternative media. I didn't listen to anybody. Now I'll admit I'm much more of a consumer than I was. And there are shows out there I listen to, some I enjoy. I look at what a lot of just independents are doing out there. Um, I'm amazed. You know, I've got a colleague here. Uh, he went to something called Kudu. Kudu is kind of like a Saudi-style not really a subway, but they serve kind of like uh, submarine sandwiches, like, I don't know, Philly cheesesteak, stuff like that. And I, I personally, I don't like it. I'm not a kudu guy. A lot of people do. It's a very popular brand here. So this guy, colleague of mine, he's sitting there in the kudu. He does a 15 and a half, 20 second 
thing about him eating in kudu, right? I swear, as of today, the guy had like 17,000 views for a 16-second clip just eating like a monkey some sandwich inside of a kudu shop. I'm like, shit, man. I work hard my ass off, excuse my language here, for hours and hours to put these shows together. I get, what, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 views? That's about it. Man, and you get 16,000 to eat a stupid sandwich at a... a See, but that's where it is, guys. You know, uh, at certain layers, you know, the message is refined and it's just not going to reach the mass audience so much. But that's okay. You know, if you look at what's going on up in Canada, what really is happening? You know, people are trying to sell this now as there's dark money behind it and stuff like that. I don't quite buy that. I think it really was more spontaneous. But then again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, you've got... Tens of thousands of trucks right now backed up along, I don't know which Chilean border, but at the border with Chile and some other country. Tens of thousands of trucks. Why? Because some freaking moron inside of some medical institute somewhere decided that all of those people have to become genetically modified mutants or they're not allowed to deliver the food anymore. I mean, how stupid are these people at the end of the day? Really? And so, okay, the truckers just aren't going to de- deliver. Okay, what do you want? And people are saying, what's going on in Canada? And one of the stories about the Canadians is that the Canadians are spiting their, you know, they're just spiting themselves, you know, to save face here. And and because what's going to happen is that the elites are still going to have food. The elites are still going to have bread. The elites are still going to have everything. But all the people out there in the cities aren't going to have anything because the, the shelves are going to be empty. But guess what? You're stopping economic activity. The government runs on economic activity at the end of the day. It runs on it. If they can't get free money from the printing presses, the central banks, they need their tax funds. They need that revenue to come in to fund their their salaries, their agendas at the local level. They need it. So guess what? If there's no food or anything in the stores and there's people are still going to eat, guys, it's just not going to be through the traditional channels. They're going to get the food somehow, somewhere. It's going to happen. But it's not going to be going through the traditional channels, which means that, guess what? The government's not going to be getting money. And that's a good thing. Personally, that's a great thing. Because who would want to fund these idiots like Trudeau? Who would want to fund this guy? This guy's the most insane nutcase flaming lunatic I've ever seen. He can't get any faggier than he is already, with all due respect. It's like, dude, do we need to put some tutus? Well, you probably wore some tutus in the past. I mean, he is a master of disguise after all. I mean, he's probably walking around, I don't know, Ottawa right now like a trucker. You know, he's blending in with the truckers and he's like probably eating a hot dog somewhere free of charge from the truckers. You know, he's a master of disguise guy. I mean, everywhere he goes, he wants to look like wherever he is. You don't even know he's Indian. You think he's Indian, or you think he's Pakistani. You think he's Inuit Canadian. Who knows, man? But the guy's a master. He's probably dressed up as a trucker right now. So really what kicks all this off, you know, obviously, you got some idiot telling you that you can't work anymore until you take these vaccines. Well, guess what? That's not how you speak to people of European heritage. It's just not the way we respond. Who are you? I'm sorry, who are you? You're a, you're a minister somewhere. You're an employee of a health agency. Who are you again? Did, did I ask you to be my mother today? Did I ask you to sit there and, and, and pat me on the head like you're going to keep me safe? Like we really think a Trudeau? I mean, who first of all behaves like this? I'll tell you who, five-year-olds that are just afraid of everything and they need mommy to protect them still. 
But I, I, no adult I know talks like this, like a Trudeau. Are there thousands of people on the road? Well, yeah, actually, the original thing, when I went live with the story, it was like, I said there was like 30,000 trucks. And then I saw something else that said, well, it's 10,000. Okay, this thing actually started off with about 1,600 trucks on the ground, right? 1,600. It pretty much rapidly went up to 36,000 trucks. That includes probably the small rigs equally. Well, now it's closer to 50,000. Then you've got another who knows what coming up from America, estimated as many as twenty to thirty to 50,000. If they can't get through the border, then they're just going to park out at the border. So now you've got the border basically shut down. There's no economic activity going on between. The people, this is the hill to die on at this stage because they're going to kill you anyways. They're literally trying to kill you. So, okay, go ahead and fight on this one. Just shut it down. So they, the government, I think, called Ottawa, the police, both in Ottawa and along one of the border towns, and asked the tow truck drivers to come start picking up all the tow trucks. And the response was basically, um, we can't. We all have COVID. So not there aren't any, tr- let's say, tow trucks willing to participate in this. The police, I'm not sure. They look like they're pretty hands-off right now. So now the Canadian government is talking about bringing in the military. Well, that'll be interesting because the military should not be involved in domestic affairs. So if the military stands down and the police are standing down and you just have basic treasonous elements of RCMP in certain pockets, well, I don't see how the Trudeau government personally can stand. There are already different provinces now in Canada They are dropping their mandates already. Now, I'm not saying that's a victory victory, but you take what you get and you use it, and you continue the counteroffensive. You cannot go back to the old normal because the old normal means specifically that those who are behind this this pandemic, if you want to call it that, are still there. So you can't go back to the old normal. There is now at this stage a new normal, and there's no way around it. There has to be big changes. There must be. Because if you don't make big changes, guess what? You're just going to go back to old normal. The old normal means the same people are still in their positions of power. And frankly, how can you move forward like that because you're just susceptible to the same thing. And we hear the Jewish media, we hear Jewish politicians tell us the exact same thing. We must eradicate all the Trumpists because they'll just come back and they'll make another insurrection. If we don't root out everything, we must destroy them all. Okay, they're projecting to you what you really do have to do. I hope you don't think that we're going to just leave this as is, that we can just go back to normal. These people invented gene therapy, and they tried to lie to the world to make us all take it. They used gain of function, which is bioweaponry, and they tried to force us to take it, knowing it would kill us. It can never go back to normal. No more CIA, no more FBI, no more NSA, no more DARPA. Uh, I think the CDC has proven themselves to be absolutely garbage, as well as the FDA and the NIH. So normal is over. 
we're going to have to do something and make big changes and things are going to have to come down. It's not just going to go away and everybody's going to be happy and great again. These people tried to kill us. They have- exactly. Understand that. They tried to, they're not just trying to kill you. But those who are able to survive, they're trying to genetically modify, and then who knows, maybe later, knowing how these Jewish lawyers work, they try to maybe claim some patent right over those peoples, like somehow, we own you now because we genetically modified you. You belong to us. You're our slaves now. I I wouldn't doubt that happening. Frankly, there's arguments already being pushed as to why that should be so, but you can't go back to the normal. The entire medical industry, as it stands today, has to be completely, essentially eradicated. It doesn't act as a health service anymore. It is essentially, at least in the Western world, a death cult. It is there to destroy health and to murder people. There was an interview with Dr. McCullough, and I kind of liked the guy. He's saying in some reports... It could be as many as 136,000. He's put in the numbers here. That's his conservative estimate. 136,000 murders at the hand of essentially a hypodermic needle. Think about that. 136,000 dead Americans, literally from a needle. How is that not murder? Then you go into the hospitals How many people died from essentially prescribing a known murder weapon called remdesivir? And all of that money basically is going to what? Israel? And then you're paying tens of billions and tens of billions and tens of billions of dollars to Pfizer? And guess what? That money is essentially going to Israel? And yeah, you've got their shareholders, but guess what? That's going to basically your Congress because the vast majority of Congress are invested in Pfizer. Mr. Donald Trump has received funds from Pfizer and I believe is invested in Pfizer. You have Moderna, who is essentially owned by Tony Fauci. Now, not technically owned but is in so far in bed with Tony Fauci that they actually collaborate together. And somehow, we're all supposed to ignore all of this stuff that they've done. They've taken away two years of our lives, everybody. Two years of our lives. And you're not supposed to do something to eliminate the threat that they pose to our future? Now, you know, if you've been listening to this show or to many of the other leading let's just call them conspiracy shows, that we all know that Fauci was in bed with Moderna. We all know that he was basically helping to develop the, the, the COVID virus, and he's the one that's behind the mRNA technology. We all know all of this stuff. But it's now starting to get into the mainstream side, the Tucker Carlson side. You had Beck, I what is Beck's name? I don't. Even, I don't even know Beck's last name, first name. But Beck was on with Tucker talking about this very issue on Tucker's show just this past week. We didn't know anything about this in December. We were starting to get rumblings. China said there was some sort of an outbreak on December thirty first. But Peter, De- I'm sorry, not Peter Dazic, Doctor Barrick 
signs a uh, government um, deal with Moderna. I want to I want to read it exactly to you. This this deal was uh, made. It's confidential. It's a hundred and I don't know fifty eight pages long. Um, it is. If I skip to page one hundred and four. They are entering a specific private confidential agreement. The NIH appears to be transferring technology to Dr. Barrick, but what they're making clear is, quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by NIAID and Moderna. Now, this is weird because it's two weeks later that we know there's a problem. They sign that deal two weeks before, and they sign it with the doctor who happened to be a partner with the bat lady in Wuhan. Here's where it gets really dark. These are the same group of people that in the end of January begin to have meetings, and they shut down and begin to smear anyone who's looking into the lab leak theory. They, They establish... That's not true. Don't even look there. It, it appears to be collusion. I, you know, we've passed this on to several people in uh, Congress and the Senate. We know Rand Paul has, is on this, and Dr. Fauci has some answers to give. So when you hear this story now making it to mainstream, which is now in the quote-unquote the real journalist world, right? Now, We've been saying stuff, and many people have been talking about this for the past two years, frankly, and others even perhaps even before that. Everybody knew, not everybody, there were people out there that knew this thing was coming down. They went on to YouTube. They went on to various their own channels. They all predicted basically that we were in for a huge problem. We know that Donald Trump, he basically facilitated the entire rollout. So for all the Trumpists out there, I'm not sure how you can defend this guy on this issue. He literally rolled in and allowed tyranny to take over, and he facilitated it. Everything he did made this thing go down like butter. Everybody accepted it because Trump said so. Everybody that was pro-American MAGA said, okay, we'll go ahead and submit to this Jewish Bolshevik terrorist operation that's unfolding around the world. But now you hear the mainstream media talking about the corruption. So when I hear things like a Nazaha here telling all their people, and including me, listen, if you know of anything, report it to us. Okay, Listen, take on your medical industry like we are in our countries. You're a proud people, and it's the same of every single country on this planet. To every single patriot of every single country that really, really wants to deal with the corruption, this is the story. Forget all the nonsense going on. This is the story. Because everybody behind the jab, behind basically genetically modifying and killing and ruining people's health, were working for Fauci, for Gates, for Weff, for Gavi. And if you didn't understand that then, okay, maybe you're not a conspiracy theorist enough and you could be forgiven. But the time is now long past due to keep ignoring reality. Because you're not going to be on the right side of history. I don't care what you do. 
It's not going to go down that easy for everybody on this far side, dark side of history. It can't. People simply cannot allow this thing to go down like, I don't know, a marshmallow or something. You can't. This, literally, guys, they tried to kill everybody. They can claim, oh, they're there for years. It's not. It's a freaking genetic gene therapy, all right? It's not even a vaccine. Give us a freaking break already. What? You're not talking to five-year-olds here. All these deaths I see everywhere around people I know. Oh, they took the vaccine three weeks ago and now they're dead. Oh, they took the vaccine three months ago and now they're dead. Oh, they took the vaccine uh, two and a half weeks ago and now she's in the hospital. Oh, she took the Guys, this type of story is everywhere. So to those of you who are patriots to your countries who are in positions of authority to really do something, then guess what? This is the story. This is the moment now. Now. Every single corrupt politician, every single corrupt hospital, every single corrupt ministry official, guess what? That's your target. Because at the end of the day, whatever they've done, they have put into motion a train wreck of which you are not even going to be able to comprehend over the next two to five years. It's already bad. Or is somehow a million plus, that's just reported in VAERS, guys, and it's underreported by a factor of four to five. So, Or it's just five million, not enough carnage for you yet. Somehow what? The reported 21,000 people dead, that's not enough carnage for you yet? So the question then becomes, how much carnage are we supposed to accept? How much murder of our people are we supposed to just expect and, and not object to? How much are we supposed to accept? At what point do we say, no, 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 no. What we, dude, we need, to, we, we need to have a conversation now. And, you know, Beck is reading off that particular legal document. Well, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, there's no attorney-client privilege in this. Who were the lawyers? Which, lawyer, which legal firm did that? There's no attorney-client privilege here. They were part of a conspiracy to literally take down the world through the vaccine system, through the medical system. Who were these lawyers? Who wrote this? It's 156 pages or something. Who were the lawyers? Who was the legal firm behind that contract? Was it corporate Pfizer? Because guess what? As far as I'm concerned, every single one of those is guilty of a crime. Because they were essentially conspiring to commit a crime. I don't care. You can't make a contract to kill somebody. All right? That's a crime. I don't care if you legally sign it. Hey, you know what? I want you to go kill 22% of the human population, but here's the NDA. You can't admit to anything for the next 45, 50, 70 years, and if you do, we're going to take all your assets. Well, excuse me? You're, you're basically committing a crime, and now you're going to extort me to stay silent while you commit the crime? Under what type of, what type of lunacy do we allow this type of logic? Because that's what's happening. 
you have a Pfizer. They signed this contract with these corporate or with these government officials. Who were they? Because you want to know who to arrest for treason immediately? It's those people. Every single one of those people should be outed, tried, and probably hung. Because they sold out their countries and they sold out their people. And somehow Pfizer, being Jewish, thinks they deserve to get all of your real estate assets from your government because they basically conspired to commit a crime. And those who are behind, quote unquote, the, the legal protection, again, they all knew this was going to kill people. That's why you heard the Bill Gateses of the world saying years ago, oh, but, you know, we're going to have to skip some of the safety, so we'll need some liability protection. It's because they knew they were going to kill people, folks. This is a planned murder event. Think about it. It's the fetch inside the eye Back right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> it's the fetch. Uh, Inside the Eye Live, primetime, Hanshan, hi, welcome in the chat room. Uh, it's been humming all, all day. I, I honestly thought it was going to be quiet today simply because it's so freaking cold and rainy and ice storms and snow all across America. I'm thinking that maybe you, you know, some of you just weren't going to be able to make it, but I see a lot of you have made it. So thanks for coming, everybody. It's kind of cool. 3.34 in the morning here in Riyadh, it's time to talk chupacabra talk and I don't know ghost stories or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I was a, I was actually a uh, Art Bell fan for I don't know a year and a half or so. I actually got through one time. Talked to him about the electronic harassment of the police against me, and Art's like, uh, "Why would they do that? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me." And I kind of did. I came across sounding pretty foolish. It's like, okay, well, that didn't work very well. But I got through. I got through. That was the only time I got on national radio. Although I did talk to their producer some years later. Anyways, those were the days, guys. I missed the good old days, you know. Uh, I really do. I just missed the good old days, but they just aren't going to go back to normal. Let's be honest. Uh, we have a huge fight on our hands. Not sure how to defeat this thing because, you know, the elites are organized. Uh, they have money. They have all the money in the world. They have right now all of the levers of power uh, that includes the security intelligence services the military police uh, intelligence i think i said intelligence services but they have all of this at their hand but you know what behind the scenes everybody don't don't despair there's no point in despair frankly uh, nothing ever is really accomplished once despair settles in so my advice is Take stock of everything. Uh, it's okay to understand we're all in a very bad situation. But at the same time, find ways to be positive and to get the word out there that, you know, we can make a difference. And there's no point in being a self-defeatist type of guy. Uh, I know it's out there and, and it's it's uh, prevalent, frankly, and, and I can get it. I do understand it. I've been there, done that probably. I could be accused of that and... Probably you could find me guilty, but there are things that people are fighting for, and it is a good that they are, because frankly, there's something that the elite really don't understand, and that is family, tradition, honor, integrity, the future, because most of these are childless people. They're all LGBT, they're trannies, you cannot separate trannies from terrorists, from tyranny, just can't be done, yet 
people who are at the front lines typically are able to persevere and to make a difference and even come out victorious because they believe, and that's sometimes enough, that what they are fighting for is far more honorable and worthy and even willing to die for it than those who really don't have anything to die for, per se, like a Trudeau, like a Biden, etc. And uh, when we were in uh, Port Hope, there was uh, hundreds and hundreds of people uh, heading to Ottawa, but there was a lot of people that couldn't make it, so they brought food and all kinds of items for the truckers and whatnot, and we're asking people to take it up there. So we, we took a few bags. I just uh, got overwhelmed. We opened up one of the bags to see what they were, what they had in them, and I got punched in the heart. Um, whoever these people are, they had their kids do up uh, a bag with a cookie in it for the truckers, and they attached a note with it, put their artwork on there. Sorry, I'm getting emotional again. I'm going to show you what it was. And this is why we're doing what we're doing. Some little kid made this. Reach for the stars. We believe in you. And there's a picture of a truck. Inside of it, they left a note. The note says, Dear Mr. or Mrs. Trucker, it's really awesome that you're standing up for human rights. I'm only 11. So I don't know much about it, but I believe what's happening is wrong. And I know you can do it. Sincerely, Kate. And she's got a a cookie in a baggie for a trucker. This is absolutely amazing, and this is why we're doing it. All you parents out there that know what's going on, God love you for letting your kids know. I'm going to sign off. Please just share this everywhere. This is amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you, the cookie looked good, dude. I'm like, if I could go through the screen and get your cookie. I'm going to take the cookie, man. It was, it was either like an oatmeal raisin cookie or a chocolate chip cookie. I think it was probably oatmeal raisin uh, is what I think it was. But uh, dang, it looked good, dude. So I hope you enjoyed it on your trip there. But that's what I mean, the difference between really having something to fight for and a Trudeau who comes off as just this phony uh, basically talking head with some Jew hiding behind the scenes, telling us all this bullshit that Jews basically like to try to shove down our throats. This is what you fight for. You're fighting for your family. You're, fi- you're f- really the future of the children. And that's what it really becomes all about. Because if there is no future for the children, there's no future, period. And if we follow down the road of this elite class, this medical class, this terrorist class, they're going after the, they've already gone after the 11 to 15 to 18 year olds. Now they want to go after the five year olds. Then they want to go after literally the six months old. How can you be in the intelligence services, okay? Seriously, how can you be in the intelligence services? And then you want to go out there and say, hey, you know, report corruption. How do you allow this level of corruption? Can you imagine you're taking out your entire generation from 11 on up at this stage? They have 
a peer experiment. What happens if it goes wrong? It's already going wrong. But if you don't believe that it's going wrong, what if it still does? And you're sitting there working inside the intelligence services. Let's say you're in the FBI or the Department of Justice or one of the other 17-some-odd intelligence agencies. You know, to the American people, this assault on the American people was the greatest failure of American intelligence services ever. What it told the American people is we don't have an internal security force. We don't have internal intelligence. They're all worried about white supremacy while a bunch of Jewish companies ravage the entire company for profit. Oh, and while they're at it, they'll make it illegal for you to even talk about it. See, we don't have an intelligence service in America. Other countries do. Do something. Don't just sit there and pretend like you're going to be like the Americans, a bunch of idiots. We looked at what's going on now. MAGA, right? MAGA, 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 right? Okay, fine. It's a huge movement. But why on earth should MAGA not be talking about simply eviscerating the FDA and restarting from scratch? Why should we not? as a larger America First movement, talk about arresting those within the CDC who were responsible for the mass murder of Americans? Why haven't we seen a Borla come before Congress to answer questions about how is it that his product is mass murdering Americans? How is it that a Fauci hasn't been held to account yet? at least in the public eye. All of these questions should be asked. We aren't dealing with a leadership that has any value. They, they don't have any moral standing to do anything. They just have money and a business plan. How do we screw the, the people of planet Earth? So is it the elites? Is it something darker behind the scenes? Is it some alienish thing? Is it some type of transdimensional being that they're all worshiping? What exactly is going on? What we do know is that nobody trusts them. I don't trust them. If you trust them, okay, knock yourself out. But the fact of the matter is very few people trust these guys. They don't have any trust in anything coming out of the World Economic Forum, out of Davos, out of the World Health Organization, out of Gavi. Nobody trusts these guys. You'd have to be insane to trust them at this stage. A few years ago, you know, the Edelman survey showed us that the good news is the elite across the world trust each other more and more. So we can come together and design and do beautiful things together. The bad news is that in every single country they were polling, the majority of people trusted that elite less. So we can lead, but... Yeah, they can, they can lead, but they have no mandates. 
They have no authority. They just do it because they don't have anything better to do with their lives. They can't go enjoy the planet, just leave people be, maybe do something to make life better, maybe give away 70% of their income and find ways to actually plow it back into making people's lives a little bit better. No, they got to find ways to scheme and take more and more and more and more and more. It's, it's a type of greed. I just don't, I honestly, I can't grasp it. You know, when they talk about things like uh, Kabbalah, codes and language and stuff like that, we talk sometimes about the roots of words, you know, like tranny and tyranny and Torah and tears and terrorist. They all follow the root of its root code, Torah. And isn't it funny when World War II started, this great Jewish war on humanity, the call signs were basically Torah, Torah, Torah. And isn't it funny that the one group that was fighting against this great evil were called not seas. Oh, they're just blind to everything. And yet those who won the war were called all lies. This is kind of a Kabbalistic play, a little pun on how the language might work. Tranny, terrorist, tyranny. But there's another one. The Manat. The one. The one, the one, the one. And a lot of people get hung up on that a little bit. Because they want to believe in this supreme deity and they want to call that supreme deity that of the Jews, which we call Jehovah. But there's no real there's no real preservation of Jehovah in anything. But there is things like, you know, the Egyptian god Happy, the joining of the two halves, which we get the word happiness. You have Mercury and you have Merchant and many other words that preserve that god. But there is one that does preserve Jews and their God. It's called monster. Really, monster. Monstrosity. Money. Manad. It's all about that M-O-N. The money, the monster, monstrosities. That's their root. The root of all evil. Money doesn't need to be the root of all evil, but unfortunately it is channeled into evil. You have Klaus Schwab, kind of a clever guy. I don't know who he is, per se, but he seems to think that he has a right to infiltrate and control literally every single country on this planet. And it's not that he just believes he has the right to do that, but he's willing to essentially tell you that he's doing it. When I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Pres of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that 
half of this cabinet or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economic forum. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina and uh, it's true in France now. Mm -hmm. I'm here with the president, with a young global leader, but what is important for me... So what he basically was saying there is that the World Economic Forum has infiltrated governments across the world. And it's all for what? To impose an agenda. What is that agenda? The takedown of national states, the takedown of national sovereignty. So then I would again appeal to those who are in the intelligence services. And I know you're out there and some of you are listening. Your cabinets are freaking infiltrated globalists. They're not working for your countries. When you look at the cabinets and the premiers of the New Zealand, Australia, Philippines, uh, Trudeau up in Canada probably, and probably in Europe also. How many of them took bribes? You want to talk about corruption? You're taking a kickback? You want to talk about corruption? You're, you're implementing every time somebody comes into a hospital, you're forcing them to take a PCR test, which is a corrupt test. Just so you can steal money from the National Treasury? You want to talk corruption? And then when you find that they're quote-unquote positive in what is basically a corrupt test, you then want to get people into hospitals so you can take more money? You really want to talk about corruption? And you know, Trump should ask, answer all of this. Because the CARES Act was put in play before this all went down. And it provided the economic means and economic stimulus that basically gave health administrators an incentive to go murder everybody. And you want to talk about corruption? How about pharmacists and medical boards keeping treatments, very cheap treatments, off the market, making them illegal just so they can push a particular mRNA vaccine that was created by the same people who created the COVID virus, at least as we're led to believe. And yet people want to talk about beating corruption. Report everybody like, okay, report this corruption. Report the Duques of the world and the Fauci's and the Dazaks and whoever else you find a leader in the medical industry. Why are they doing what they're doing? Since when did they have a right to genetically modify the entire nation? What type of bizarre world do we live in where the intelligence services sit there and just, oh, you just go along with it? What does that tell you? In America, you don't need the FBI anymore. It's an enemy. Defund it. You want to talk about defunding the police? Isolate what might be good inside the FBI. Go ahead and keep it. But the balance, just get rid of it. Start from scratch. The CDC, it's a vaccine company. It should be sued into total oblivion and its entire leadership arrested for crimes against humanity. 
The same is true with the FDI advisors who keep peddling the vaccines, even though they're not vaccines, knowing full well that children are going to die and children are going to be harmed for life and have a reduced life expectancy in many cases. What do you need an FDA for? You don't. You don't need a CDC. You certainly don't need an FBI. And what about the Department of Justice? What is this abomination at this stage? Holding Americans prisoner, basically political prisoners in Washington for literally over a year, trying to peddle a bullshit Jewish narrative about some insurrection against their control of our country? What do you need a Department of Justice for? So again, think leftist at this stage. Defund that which is an enemy of you. I heard PayPal, for instance. I'm going to get off of PayPal as soon as I can, by the way, everybody. I'll go to a couple others that are more parallel economy minded, whether it's going to be a gab pay or something else that is more patriot. I'm going to get off off PayPal. Why? First of all, they're our enemy. We're helping to fund them when we use it. Let's be honest. We're helping to fund them. So let's get off of it. Let's get on to some of our parallel products. But you know, their stock is down 22% now. Moderna's stock is down 50%. 50%. The point here is there's no point at this stage in funding any of these companies. Why would you deliver to a any company that is essentially against the American people and what we stand for? At this stage, since they told you you can't work unless you do what we tell you to do, okay, fine. Why should you deliver anything to any of these companies if you're in the trucking business? I heard recently someone saying we need a uh, trucking boycott of California. Would somebody just shut down, stop delivering stuff to California already? Well, I heard that there's going to be a huge trucking convoy headed towards the Super Bowl, which I believe is going to be in Los Angeles this year. Congratulations to them. They made it. Not that I'm into football anymore, but that would have been cool if I actually were. So the point here, everyone, is focus on what you're going to do moving forward. You can't go back to normal. Normal means the same morons like a Trudeau, like a Fauci, like a Walensky, they're still in the positions of power. They cannot be allowed to stay. Those who failed us, who are enemies of us, and that's basically the, the, seriously, excuse the language guys, but little faggy little guys at the FBI, many of them are, what are we paying their salaries for? They're too stupid. They're too busy pushing their rainbow flags. You know, it's interesting that Trump should deal with this also because he's a big Grinnell guy. Grinnell is part of the LGBT tranny agenda, peddling this LGBT nonsense within the State Department when he was there. The Russians told recently a lot of the American diplomats to get the hell out of Russia, and guess what? They didn't tell them to take the American flag with them. They told them to take their LGBTQ flag with them. What does that tell you? The, the, the State Department doesn't even work for the American people anymore. So again, to all the good people in the State Department, I met a lot. Listen, you, there's a problem in your organization, man. 
With all due respect, there's a huge problem. And everyone's just trying to be silent to get along, go along type of stuff. It can't go on forever. There can't, you can't go back to normal. These people tried to kill you. Straight up, they're trying to kill you still. They, they, they basically empowered a bunch of beta capos to run around and try to beat on you because you didn't follow and you're not obeying some idiot like Trudeau's mandates. So now we've got to deal with all these freaking beta capos everywhere. How stupid is that? Listen, you wanna, if, you, if you want your place to prosper, you must get rid of the parasites. And that's where it's always been that way. You, but you can't prosper if something is constantly feeding on you. It's like you're sick all the time. Your body's not healthy. And it's time for us as a people to become healthy again. It's been two years of this nonsense. Silent wars, we've seen it now. Now you get it. It's time to figure out what you want to do in your field of the battle space to push back against it. It's the Fetch inside the iLive Primetime. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern, right here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Good night.